Make Better Best Books with authors, readers, and other endangered species. I'm your guide, Katerina Valentin. Come and join us. So welcome to Big Better Best Books. And this episode, my guest is Shannon O'Hara. Hello! And she has written a book called Talk to the Entities. Mm. She also work with talking to the entities all over the world. So <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna explore, you know, a little bit beyond the book and see where we end up. But I do want to ask you. So, how come you wrote the book in the beginning? After a million people said you should write a book, I was like, oh, maybe I should write a book. And I would say that there was something that I knew I needed to get to work on that. I didn't know what it was yet. And so in the process of writing the book, I actually learned a lot about Talk to the Entities and I learned a lot about what I knew that I hadn't even really organized in my own mind as something that was valuable, digestible stories and information for dealing with the spirit world. So I sort of wrote the book kind of because I should, kind of because I was inspired, kind of because I had an idea, kind of because something drove me to do it. Did you co-create the book with Entities? Definitely. Could you tell us about that? I didn't even realize at the time. And so Talk to the Entities is the book. And it's my story growing up from, you know, age beginning to about 30. And it's the book. And I have a business called Talk to the Entities, which is an access consciousness business and specialty class that's for creating more consciousness and ease around entity awareness. And I was one of those kids that heard voices and saw stuff all the time and, you know, thought it was normal until I grew up and thought, then I thought I was crazy. And I forgot your question. Well, I was talking about, so, <laughs> well, it was great. You were like, you were actually pulling a lot of questions out of my head and answering them at the same time. But I was asking the co-creation yes, with entities. So, absolutely. Well, something that's this phenomenon is talk to the entities in general is this incredibly robust thing that works with little to no input effort and attention from me. And I've always wondered, why is that? And years ago, finally recognized that Talk to the Entities wants to live. And a bunch of entities were like, okay, Shannon, can you please now do this, say this, do this, da 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 And I would be facilitating classes and writing the book, for example, and I'd start coming out with stuff that I was like, this is amazing. I need to learn this too. And, you know, I think we need to tell them when we talk about entities here, most of you probably know them as ghosts. And I am talking, I am for the most part in the most basic form talking about ghosts. So if you, if you look at, so why do you call them entities? For fun. And it's bigger and it's bigger. And because when you start, well, entities starts becoming more relevant when you start getting into the more, I would say, advanced aspects of the work in terms of being in communication with the consciousness of everything. Right. And then entities of all different kinds can exactly. show up. So if you look at people being talking to ghosts forever, like forever, always. It's really only a recent thing, this paranoia against the spirit world. And it's really religion that started making the spirit world like a big naughty thing. And it was really before that. I mean, in Shakespeare's time, even in Shakespeare's time, so we're talking like Europe, white people, it was normal to talk about ghosts. And even ghosts are, are, you know, main characters in his stories. And that was normal at the time. 
Right. So that was not because I think that we would look at Shakespeare stories and we would think, oh, he added a little fantasy part here, a little ghost. Right. And Rather that, than recognizing that that was actually the psychology of the culture at the time. So when Hamlet talks to the ghost, he's really talking to a ghost because that's uh, what people did then. So you so what are you saying that the religion because the religion existed in Shakespeare's time, too. That's not a new thing either. Obviously, I would say Christianity built in momentum and veracity throughout the time and, and, and not just Christianity, but it's other religions as well. I will speak mostly to Christianity because it's the one I have the most experience with, but it's definitely a religion that doesn't support entity awareness. In fact, if you're aware of entities, you're a witch or you're a demon or you're a possessed person. And the only entities or spirits that can exist are God who exists outside of you, the Holy Spirit who exists outside of you and demons. Right. But so if you look at this, so at the same time, I mean, there's one part right now where there's more, you know, there's more stories in the entertainment world about ghosts and, you know, vampires and all of that. That's one part. It's so popular. You see it everywhere because it is everywhere. Everyone just thinks we're pretending and I know different. See, talk more about that. So, you know, it's like that's and I and I it's it's this interesting thing where I'm often looking at. Okay, so if people stopped ignoring spirits. Right. What would be possible? What would happen in the world? And it's been this phenomenon for me because when I started to talk to the entities, I was not, it was not a positive thing. I was not like, this is cool. This is awesome. This is a special gift that I love. It was, I'm haunted. I'm hearing voices. I want to kill myself. I need this to stop. And my dad was like, look, what if this was actually a, a greatness, a strongness, not a wrongness? And I'll just say now that my dad is Gary Douglas, who's the founder and creator of Access, you know, and he even has a very unique dad. I have a very unique situation in that I would probably have killed myself if I didn't have that, the tools of access, because it's just, and a lot of people do end up killing themselves either literally or through extreme drug use or like institutionalized because spirit, people who are entity sensitive are not definitely not part of the mainstream and definitely not empowered and nobody wants to know what they know. So some of them, so I've been looking a little bit like in the U S for example, there is a few shows that are really popular with mediums that actually yes. are talking yes. to ghosts. Which so is, how do you, how I do think you fit so, that in? And I, which I think is a very exciting sign of the times. And in fact, my dad used to sort of quote unquote trick me. He'd like leave John Edwards crossing over. I don't know if you know who John Edward is. He's a, he is actually a very well-known American psychic medium. Mm-hmm. And he had a show. He was sort of like the first big time, uh, medium on television and he had a good run of years and he and my dad used to sort of leave him on and I would look at this guy and be like well if this guy's getting out there and doing it and he's John Edward is like amazing and um yeah and he's made a really big business out of what he does and then there are other people as well which I think is because in truth witchcraft is finally legal again hmm so what, what they are doing was what would have been called witchcrafts in a certain Or seers or psychics yeah. or depending on the culture. I mean, Native, I think, I think, I can't really speak to this factually, although I have done a lot of educating myself about it. More Native cultures were much more positive towards spirit presence because they knew spirits were everywhere and they had to work with the spirits. Right. So how, how does it fit in? So you have this, you have these really popular mediums on TV in the US, but at the same time, we still have this, that people are crazy if they hear voices. So how does that go together? I believe it's mostly people not wanting to claim and own their powers. Mm. 
and they can get somebody else to do it for them. Right. If I can go to a medium, then they're the weird one who does it. And I don't want that because I don't want to be weird. I don't want my friends to think I'm weird. Well, so we have a friend um, who is more of an animal whisperer. And she did something on Facebook where she talked to a dead horse. And it really, 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 really upset people. And somehow it seemed worse for her to talk to a dead horse than to talk to a dead person. That's something I can't actually personally directly speak to. But I do know who you're talking about. And I did watch that go on and I thought it was interesting and I I have I don't know I'm not actually an equestrian and I haven't been very present in the equus universe but I do know that people take horses very seriously <laughs> but my my fascination I think is what is it that makes it stranger to talk to a dead horse than a dead person is it because we're more somewhere we're more used to I think people might be crazier about horses than people because people know like people like throughout history people have known like yeah my mom is standing it my grandma's been like people know like when their relatives pass over like even if they don't want to believe it they still know yeah they're still aware that once and i mean when my mom passed last year it was so clear that first there was an energy inside her body and after the last breath was gone that energy was gone and there was like a piece of plastic Hmm. strangely laying Mm -hmm. there and it wasn't so and everybody in the room would actually talk about energy for once, mm-hmm. even though nobody was really interested. So you're correct. Like it's so clear. People know. And Somewhere we know. Yeah. But for so long, talking to spirits was either something that either the shaman did or the priest did or that only crazy people did. Right. Rather than everyone's aware of spirits. Now let's just pre- like stop pretending like we're separate and get on with this other world of possibility that includes all these other beings that aren't quote unquote normal. So when you were a kid and you started to actually kind of claim your power. It wasn't until I was 21. Oh, well, a little older than a kid then. Yeah. Yeah. As a kid, I did it, but I didn't think anything of it. As a teenager, I tried to make it stop. And that led to extreme psychological depression and social anxiety and heavy drug use and not good stuff. And, you know, Gary sort of like tricked me into use, getting my bars run. And I'd call him really beyond, like just to the point where I was going to die or kill myself. And he would talk to me for 20 minutes and I would literally hang up the phone and not remember what I was so upset about to begin with. And he was doing access with me. Yeah. And, and bars is, um, I think we mentioned it before on this podcast, but bars is, uh, it's a, a it's a body process that you can, that is done lightly touch on the head that actually releases a lot of these things where we have a points of views or thoughts or that stick us. So Boris is a good thing to try and we can put the link in the email that people get after as well. Yeah. And so it's hard to tell my story and it's hard to tell the story of talk to the entities without involving access heavily because my story is such a core access story and yeah. that, you know, and, and a lot in the book is me sharing the tools that I used to get out of the judgment, the fear, and the upset about being conscious, about, especially of ghosts, yeah. and how to make that work for me. Well, it's, it, so now you're taking that, though, and you're even working on a children's book about entities. Yes, that was just hatched only yeah. a few days ago. <laughs> and since I know, so I wanted to look at what's the, because if you had had a book like that, when you're looking at what would you like to give kids with this book, what is it that are the key things for a kid to be aware of? Any of you listeners who have kids, like what is the key thing so that they don't have to end up thinking that they're crazy? It's absolutely number one. You have to come out of the judgment and the wrongness and like that 
guttural, instantaneous, almost unconscious reaction to spirits. Mm. You know, it's like you're either the child or you're the parent of the child who's had that said child come out and be like, uh, something's in my room. And the parents are like, uh, I don't know how to deal with that. Can you just stop being aware of it, please? <laughs> and so as kids, we're sort of like not, we're not shown empowered. If our parents were afraid of ghosts, that's pretty much what we were taught right. about how to be with ghosts. And that's the prevalent that seems to be the most popular point of view. But also if our parents then are refusing to be aware of host, our hosts, ghosts, are we then taught not to be aware of them? I believe so. So when you so when you're looking at this book, um, how are you yeah. how are you giving them awareness? Well absolutely. So it's speaking to what is possible, which is like, okay, so what if you're not afraid? What if you're capable? What if you can make a change here? Now let's learn how. Yeah. And that's what I was so gifted with. And that's what Talk to the Entities is really all about is the basic tools of dealing with ghosts. Because it's not actually very complicated. You just have to use the right tools. Yeah. And that's the part of that's so amazing when you read your book, like Talk to the Entities, because it isn't scary. It isn't complicated mm -hmm. and it isn't hard. So, so you're working on that children's book. Now, if we go back to when you said, what would the world be like if spirits were part of what we created like so what are you what are you aware of how could the world be different well it's always fascinating to me because like for example i'll walk down the street let's take london for example because yeah. it's a really old city and there's other places like rome jerusalem etc etc where i'll walk down the street and it's like yes there's people everywhere but there's more ghosts you know and i'll see you know ghosts standing in the doorway and somebody walking down the street with three deceased family members and you know they're all over the place and i'm like Wow. And, and so I'll take it. I'll, I'll take the job of turning to the ghost in the doorway and being like, you know, you don't have a body anymore. And the guy's like angry. And I'm like, what are you angry about? Like, you're a ghost. You really want to keep standing here? And he's like, what? <laughs> oh, he realizes he has a choice. He realizes he's just standing in this doorway and then he changes and he leaves. And I'll be sitting on the subway with, you know, there's like a family of people next, like across from me and they've got 18 entities with them and I'll speak to all the entities and I'll be like, how's it going guys? Just because I can. Yeah. And a lot of times I'll be sitting there minding my own business and someone will start coughing uncontrollably. And it's because they've got a relative that's trying to get their attention that knows that I can see them and they're trying to get my attention, the person's attention, so they can finally have a conversation, which might be as little as, hey, I love you. I'm going to leave now. Or... You know, it's, it's sometimes so simple and it's, and it's when people ignore the spirits that it creates all these problems. Right. So basically if we were more aware that they were around and we would actually, you know, handle them in a more pragmatic way. Handle them. That's yeah. the thing. And it's because entities, ghosts are just like people. They have to be dealt with. If we ignore all the people and avoid dealing with the people in the relationships in our lives, we all know where that leads. The exact same thing applies to the spirit world. It doesn't actually change because they don't have a body. But so if you look, I know you see ghosts. So is there other ways of being aware of entities and ghosts than seeing them? Absolutely. And that's something that I talk about and talk to entities a lot of like, what's your entity awareness signal? Like, what are your signs? Because there are some pretty common signs. And then there's some people that have really unique signs. Like, um, and they can be psychological or physiological. Hmm. I, one of my entity awareness signs, meaning like there are entities around, and I was aware of it, was I would go into this actually a, a, like a very mild form of paranoid schizophrenia. 
I would start getting super paranoid. Like everybody hates me and I don't know what to do with myself. And I need to, it was and, and it's difficult to explain because it was so totally a crazy place. And it wasn't in this, actually these stories are in my book, but it was years into that, that I finally recognized like, and actually the story where I finally got this was I was at a party here in Australia and it was funnily enough at a country club that was built on a road called Killing Creek Road. <laughs> and it's called that. I don't know why they've left it called that, but it was where like a huge Aboriginal massacre happened. And, you know, we don't, we, we know these things happened and we just sort of go on with our life. Anyways, I was at this party and as the party progressed throughout the night, I was getting weirder and weirder and I couldn't, I was like paranoid. I thought everyone hated me. I like couldn't figure out how to be comfortable. I like, I was finally like, I need to leave, which was like so much of what had happened to me in my whole life up until then. Like I just had to get away from everybody because I couldn't handle quote unquote the awareness because I wasn't willing to acknowledge what I was aware of. Anyways, I'm leaving, I'm heading out the door and somebody, one of the acquaintances of mine said something to me, joking around as if she was an Aboriginal. She says something just as a joke. And as soon as she said it, it was like this lightning cracked. And I could see hundreds of Aboriginal spirits standing outside the building, just standing there staring at everybody. And as soon as I finally acknowledged that I was aware of them, this like cloud lifted. And it was, I turned towards these beings and I was like, wow, you guys, hi, like, do you want to be here? Is there anything I can do for you? Like you can all go now, you know? And some of them left quote unquote, meaning like they sort of transitioned out of being their identity or the definition of Aboriginal. And they actually literally like transitioned. And some of them just sort of turned around and walked away. But it was the final and last time I had to have that paranoia, that social paranoia before I was like, okay, that paranoia equals severe entity sensitivity. Hmm. So what do you do now when it comes up? Do you just, I don't have it anymore because I I'm much quicker to the awareness. Right. So you don't have to go through the step of being paranoid. What are other signs? Like what are other signs that people could have? Uncontrollable coughing, Mm. some weird sensation in your head. There's some physiological things like, uh, like, um, I've heard a lot of people like get like, um, the like cold chills. Yeah. That's one of the, even, yeah. That's one of the, that you know from any folk tales. Yeah. Or, yeah. Cause that one's never been my thing. I've had much more of a psychological reaction to entities, but a lot of people do have physiological. And so it's just starting to ask, okay, so what are, cause it, the thing is, it's a symptom. Like the cold chills is a symptom. This, the social paranoia is a symptom. It's, it's, it's always indicating it's a signal that spirits are there mm-hmm. and you need to pay attention. So once the spirits are there and you pay attention to them is it actually just being aware of them that will change that whatever comes? Um, yes and no. There is actually, there's three things that you have to do to handle entities, which is clearing, communicating, and receiving. That's really it. It only ever boils down to those three things. Because I was thinking, so if you listen to this and you've never even realized there's entities around, like you, and you do recognize that you may have some of those signs or you, you find if, if you, when you're listening to this, if there's a sense of even like lightness in your world, you are now hearing something that may or may not be true for you. So then, then when you get there, what I was wondering was if some people then go, Oh my God, there's ghosts. What do I do? What do I do? And that's where, and I get people have that reaction of shit. This is too much because they haven't been educated. 
And so that's what Talk to the Entities is. It's the education you should have been given from day one that you weren't. Mm. And it's the clearing, communicating, and receiving. It's like, weirdly enough, 85% of all entities just need to be cleared. They want to go. They just need to go. And I don't know. It always fascinated me. I couldn't understand why it was me that had to clear them. Because the thing is, when people step out of their bodies, they actually have to choose something. Just like in life, you have to make a choice. And that's why I, I dealt with so many entities that were just standing around who didn't even realize their body was dead. And I thought, how the fuck is that possible? Sorry, am I allowed to say the F word? Yes. How is that possible that they don't realize they don't have a body anymore? But then I started really getting like how unconscious people are. Mm-hmm. And when they die or when their body dies, it doesn't like you don't go through this like miracle process of like all of a sudden you're conscious and all knowing and beatific and like all powerful. You actually stay the same person. You just don't have a body anymore. Uh, so it's not everyone that becomes ghost. Obviously, I'm just want to so that people. So it's it's it varies from person to person. Whoever the person was in life, that's pretty much what they're going to do and be and choose at, without a body too. Okay, so here we are. People are starting to say they come on this show. They're starting to get aware. <laughs> One of the things that you could do, which would be a you know strong suggestion for me, is actually buy that book, talk to the entities, and and get like your first yeah. education. Exactly. Um, how do they find it? Just so we don't forget to say so that. So it's available on Amazon, obviously. Um, we just released the audiobook read by my husband, as a matter of fact, which I think is just a wonderful way to digest that book. You can get it on talktotheentities.com in the shop. You can get it on accessconsciousness.com in the shop. It's a very pragmatic book. I just point that out. Like it, it really does deal with this in the same way as on this show. So I'm also wondering, so when you say educating... The thing is, we freak out, right? At first, we're like, oh, go, but then it's like, as soon as you start using the clearing tools, which we haven't even talked about what the clearing tools yeah. are, but the thing is, there are these really simple clearing tools, and that when you use them, they just work, and it can be that easy. So it's sort of like when the house is dirty, you get out, you know, your mop, your broom, your vacuum, and it's the same when you know, the space might be dirty from entities, then you get out your mop, your your broom and your vacuum, which are your clearing tools, your ability to communicate and knowing what has to happen. Because not all entities are the same, you know, you have your relatives who pass on, but then you also can have all sorts, <laughs> all sorts. Well, so some people would probably wonder, can you use entities? Can you like, because that's the other thing that people call on, you know, ghosts and yeah, entities for. Yeah. So we don't have to dive into it deep, but just what is what is that about? Like, how does that work? And well, it's an interesting question because it's something since I've traveled around the world and done talk to entities classes in so many different cultures, I really had to learn a lot about how other cultures deal with the spirit world, like India, for example, and like Latin America treats it very differently than, for example, we do in America or in Sweden or in the West. I have beings who work with me, and that's where Talk to the Entities is really run, supported, facilitated, contributed to by these incredible beings. And it's always been this incredible gift and contribution that I have available to me that I'm so I'm so grateful for. Finally, once I figured out what it was, <laughs> after I stopped trying to get rid of it. And then I've seen people try to use entities to like hurt people or harm others. And, but that's the thing is it's not actually the entities that are the problem. It's the person that makes the difference. Mm. It's like a kind person will do kind things. A mean person will do mean things. A kind person will, could have a hammer and build one house and a mean person could have a hammer and build a completely different kind of house. Right. So the entity in that case is the hammer or the ghost is the hammer. What do you use it for? Exactly. So 
I really was, when you said the different cultures, so what is the difference how we in the West, like this in, in South America or India, I think, religion, I think religion has had a lot to do with it. You know, we're very Christianized. White people are very Christianized, very pasteurized. Hinduism, just by its very nature, is very entity spirit inclusive. Why is that? Just, I mean, it makes sense to you. Oh, India is like its whole own. Well, I mean, I, to be honest, I'm not that educated about Hinduism. But I mean, in India, interestingly enough, like you can just talk about entities. It's normal. And they mm-hmm. think it's like, of course, you have that conversation around your dining table. So it's just a really different, it's a different cultural beliefs, not that they deal with entities in a conscious way there. They're just more, I mean, Asia specifically is very entity dominant. I believe that the ancestors run a lot of Asia and the people and bodies willingly allow the ancestors to do so. Because that's what they think is normal. That's how we're, that's how they're raised and that's appropriate and that's the right way to be. Whereas I'm from California and I wasn't raised with religion. So for me, it was just natural possibility. I just was set free to discover what I knew. And I found a lot of my consciousness through nature and the beings of nature and through being empowered to be aware and to be different and recognizing that consciousness is available and magic is all around us and you can make it darker, you can make it bright. It's your consciousness that affects the universe not the universe affecting your consciousness. And that goes for every culture. What, again, what you, the consciousness is what creates what we do with things. And there's just, I mean, the thing that I've learned is there's just so many people out there that are assholes that just want to do mean things to people. And so they're going to find ways of using any method, mean, and modality, entities included, to do harm. And then there's kind people who will do that. And you have to, it's not, again, it's not the entities that are the problem. It's the way in which people handle, use, and create with the tools they have available. And it's interesting to me because we're having a very pragmatic conversation about something that I would say in uh, where I come from, Sweden, hardly even like you you don't talk about ghosts in Sweden. That's Mm. not. And at the same time, if you look back in time, there's been a lot of presence of nature spirits and different kinds of mythology that have to do with entities. So I would say if we're willing to use these tools that you are presenting as possible to use, Mm. will it also allow us to, I don't know, have more, more of ourselves in a way? Well, that's what I've discovered. It was like, and you said the nat- you indicated nature spirits when you talk about Scandinavia, which is so true. I mean, the troll stories and the troll mm-hmm. presence is so huge and everyone thinks they're making it up. But what if that's actually a memory of a being that lived there and was present in that land and that interbred with humans or whatever? And I mean, the funny thing is we call now all that stuff fairy tales. I actually call it historical documentation. And what I've discovered is the more, the more conscious I've become, which is a whole other conversation, the more like magic the world, the earth seems to present in the form of energy, awareness, entities, spirits. And this is something that I believe that our forefathers and our back and back and back ancestors lived more in that world. Not to say that they were more right or they were more enlightened. There was just a lot more. Like if nature dominated the planet, we would have a very different way of running our lives. And now it's more like industry and technology in this century dominates the planet. So it's the mind and logic and and reason that tend to be at the forefront of 
what's available and entities and nature spirits and glowing trees and <laughs> healing with your hands and being different is not part of the logical world. Yeah. So the science, this is a still a science dominated world and this is something very, much very so. different. And I also think it's interesting when you said in Sweden, it's like, you definitely don't talk about spirits. Interestingly enough, I mean, I have had hundreds of people from cultures all over the world, from the most heady, controlled, industrial, logical, mm-hmm. you know, cultures to the most underdeveloped cultures. Every single one approaches me and said, says, oh my God, your book changed my life. And so there are people that see and there are people that know this stuff who just don't talk about it because it's been so heavily judged out of existence for so long. Yes. So we're coming to an end here and I'm, I'm so grateful. And if, if this is something that you discovered that you would like to know more about, please read this book. It actually gives you like the very beginning of a whole new world that you could explore. And thank you so much for coming on and talking to me. Thank you, Kat. And bye for this time.